0: Hello, horse girls and guys. Welcome back. Hope you guys have had a great week. If you're watching this on YouTube, um, sorry if the camera is shaking. <laughs> We're back up on my bed today because I didn't feel like sitting on the floor. Um, but yeah, hope you guys have had a great week. Hope you guys had a good Valentine's Day. <clears throat> it is the 16th when I'm filming this, so Valentine's Day was a couple days ago. But hope you guys enjoyed your day, whether you did anything or not if you had a Valentine's day, hope it was fabulous. Um, I didn't really do anything for Valentine's day and I'm in a relationship. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that I've never thought Valentine's day was totally pointless, but I've never really taken it that seriously. Like I've never thought it was a big deal, you know, and I've been in a relationship for like the last eight years. I was with my previous boyfriend for six years and I've been with my current boyfriend for over two years. So I've been in a relationship a long time and I've just never really felt like Valentine's Day was really that big of a deal. I know it's like one of those Hallmark created holidays for the card companies and the candy companies to make a bunch of money, I get that. And I know there's some people that do take the opportunity to to celebrate it and to utilize the holiday to have, you know, time with their partner or whatever. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter to me. Personally, I've just never really thought it was that big of a deal. If my partner wanted to do something, I'm usually like, sure, I don't care. Like we can do something, go eat somewhere, whatever. Um, but if they don't, I'm kind of like, that's fine. I see you every day. Uh, I hope you feel loved by me every day, even though I know sometimes you don't. But you know, it's just, I don't know. I've never really thought it was that big of a deal. So we didn't do anything for Valentine's Day. Um, Thomas did get me some flowers and bought Chinese takeout. So (laughs) we did eat dinner at home, but um, I don't know. He wants to do something this weekend. So maybe we'll go do something, but Anywho, it has been crazy warm this week. I don't know if this is just an Iowa thing or if it's been like this everywhere, but it's been like 50 degrees all week. I'm loving it. Partially. I think I talked about this last week, too, where it's just been so muddy and sloppy. But I will have a vlog coming soon because I started working outside again. Um, If you're new to my YouTube channel pretty much any chance I get to work outside if it's nice weather out I'm outside cutting up wood or putting in fence or doing something out there and that's what I've been doing this week because it's been so warm the snow pretty much all melted so the little pasture area that I fenced in last year I never got it like ready to go before it got cold and the grass started to die off so The horses have not gotten to use it yet, but it's all fenced in. It needs a few finishing touches, but the area that I have fenced in is part of the jungle. Um, Again, if you guys watch my YouTube channel, watch the vlogs, you know that I live in this horrifically tangled, overgrown, nasty jungle. Um, And so I've been utilizing this week with the warm weather to go out there and start cutting up the dead trees, the fallen trees, the tangled mess of wilderness so that's what i've been doing all week and i think i've gotten pretty far like i've gotten a really good start and so you guys will see that in the upcoming vlog if you watch them but anyway i'm really happy with that another thing i don't know what really to think about this but this week um beings i live in the jungle we have a lot of interesting noises, and a lot of times I I love I love hearing the wildlife. I think it is so cool to be able to be surrounded by all of this wildlife, um, and have like one small piece of the world where like the animals and the wildlife can just feel safe here because we just don't really. There used to be hunters. Like the landlord used to let hunters come out here but I kind of put a stop to that just because I have my horses here now and anyway the wildlife just thrives out here I mean there's so much protection there's so much cover and it's so undisturbed that just I mean we have owls we have bald eagles we have tons of like rabbits and stuff like that Um, woodpeckers oh my gosh we have so many woodpeckers Um, the robins and the cardinals and the blue jays we've got the we definitely have raccoons i don't see them as much as i used to since i started you know clearing the timber a little bit cleaning it up we definitely have raccoons though the occasional possum i don't see them very often anymore but regardless we have just a lot of wildlife so most of the time there's no big deal oh we have a groundhog too in the summertime that kind of lives around here i see him like every day Um, but this week I've been hearing some noise and I don't know what it is. Um, I've never heard this noise before (laughs) and I'm really kind of like, I'm so skeptical. Like I want to go walk out there and figure out what it is, but obviously I'm scared because like, what if it's a coyote or a cougar or something? Um, but I've been hearing this screeching scream and it's so hard it literally kind of sounds like a person um i don't know why a person would be making that noise but it's like a screechy scream and it's not like a howl or anything it is literally like a scream and um so i think the first encounter i had with it was late last week or early this week i heard something get murdered like out it clearly it wasn't that far away because I heard it loud and clear so I'm guessing it was like just into the timber um, from our house it sounded literally like something was killing a cat like a cat blood curdling screaming like it was being torn torn apart and of course I'm like out there doing chores and I suddenly hear it like this horrible cat noise and I'm like oh my god Because sometimes like the cats that have lived around here, sometimes they'll run off and they'll come back. And so so, I think some of our cats like go to the neighbors next door and then they cross the cornfield through the timber and they come back when they're hungry. So sometimes they do come out of the timber. And so I was like, oh my God, like what if one of our cats was out there? It literally just got torn apart. I mean, I heard it loud and clear, a cat screaming. At least I think it was a cat. That's what it sounded like. Um, And then the last couple of days, I've heard this screeching. And I'm not going to imitate it because I don't want to make a fool out of myself. But I've heard this, like, screaming. And it's just like here and there, I'll hear it for a couple minutes, it'll do it. And then it'll stop. And then a little bit later, I'll hear it again. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? is that noise I have never heard anything like it I have no idea what it is and it was last night I heard it a couple times and I was like there's that noise like what is that and it was kind of getting you know it was five o'clock starting to get kind of dusk so I went inside and was telling my boyfriend about it and he said he had heard it a couple times lately too and so this morning, the weather is getting kind of crappy, so I went out to do chores, and I got Chance, and I took Chance to my trailer, because I put him in my trailer when the weather's crappy. And I heard it at 6 o'clock in the morning, this loud scream in the woods, and it's not far from Chance's pen, I don't think, um, because it is very loud. And I was like, oh my God, it's it's literally 6 a.m. and it's doing it. So I don't know what it is. I was looking on YouTube this morning, like just for wild animal noises. Because I thought maybe it's a fox. Like, do fox have a scream like that? Because they they seem like an animal that would be able to make that sound. It's definitely not like a hawk or an owl screech. It doesn't sound bird-ish at all. And the closest thing that I could find to it was a vixen scream. I've never heard of a vixen, V-I-X-E-N, but it looks from the pictures like some sort of fox relative or a fox cousin or something. And I guess they make this screech during mating season or something. And that, that was the closest noise that I could compare it to on the YouTube video that I watched. So, you know, I it wouldn't surprise me if there was a fox den or these vixen animals if they made a den out there under the numerous piles of trees that are out there. So I don't know, man. It's weird. It's crazy. Uh, But I've never heard anything like it. So I keep trying to get it on video. Like when I go out there, I put my phone on record and of course nothing happens. So hopefully I can get it on a record one of these days. But yeah, craziness out here. It is literally the wild. Um, I posted a thing on Facebook earlier this summer because we also have snakes. Um, there's another <laughs> animal that we have an abundance of. And they don't really bother us, honestly. The snakes, like, I've only a handful of times I've come across snakes, like, in the yard and stuff. But last summer, we got home one day, literally as we were pulling in the driveway um, in our yard, me and Thomas both see it out of a corner of our eye something drop to the ground and he looks at me He's like did you see that I was like yeah so we walk over to whatever it was it was a snake literally a snake with a bird in its mouth fell out of the tree so like the snake climbed up the tree to eat this bird and it fell all the way to the ground and I put it on Facebook and one of my friends was like girl you literally live in the wild. <laughs> I'm like, yep, we literally live in the wild. It is the wild out here. So I don't know, it's kind of cool because I'm an animal lover, I'm a nature lover and I love just like being able to have this peaceful um, habitat or like just this little ecosystem that lives here unbothered because there's so little of that left in the world and I can make a trail through it and enjoy it with my horses just got to watch your head for the snakes. (laughs) But yeah. Anyhow, I'll let you guys know next week if I figure out what the sound is. But today, let's get into this now that we're 12 minutes into the video. Um, I have some more am I the asshole scenarios to go over today. You guys seem to like the last one that I did. So I found some more. So we're going to go over some, am I the asshole questions? So let's go ahead and get started. All right, the first one is called, am I the asshole for making our daughter clean our horses stalls against her will? And a lot of these I have skimmed through, but I haven't read the whole thing. So we recently got two horses. My younger daughter, 13 female, wanted them as she has been learning to ride. My older daughter, 17 female, was against them. She's much more princessy and didn't want to deal with the mess and chores that come with horses. But we told her it wouldn't be something she'd have to deal with and that her younger sister promised to take care of all of it. Well, recently, the older daughter has been disrespectful at home and staying out too late and her grades have been slipping. We warned her to shape up, but last week we heard that she'd been needlessly insulting to her younger sister while I was out running errands. I told her that she'd be cleaning out the stable each day for the next week as punishment and that her sister would get a break. She got really upset and offended and said that she promised she'd never have to go in there or have to scoop horse poop. I said I promised it wouldn't be one of your chores, of course, but obviously a punishment is supposed to be something outside of your normal chores and something you won't like, and I thought it was perfectly fair here. She's been doing it three days now, but seems to be very resentful of our broken promise, acting very disgusted and keeps begging to get out of the rest of it. But I said I thought it's very fair, and she's overreacting. Am I the asshole? Um, okay. Let's read some comments before I give my input. The first comment, horses are a pretty big gift. Does your oldest child get the same treatment as your youngest child? It could be resentment building up and causing her to act out. Somebody responded, I was wondering the same. Being forced to take care of sister's huge gift would only make resentment worse. Yep, she's being, quote, disrespectful at home because she's being disrespected at home. Um, don't forget the punishment is also alleviating the sister little sister's workload. So she can have a break because it isn't fair. Precious has to clean up after her two horses only she wanted. Horses are a huge gift. After the price of buying horses, there's still upkeep, vets, farrier, tack, food, also, on the note, I don't feel like this punishment fits the crime. The eldest should fairly have nothing to do with the horses. If the youngest needed a break, mom should be doing it. Most expensive part of the horse isn't buying the horse. It's maintaining, feeding, caring. But hey, if the younger sister gets sick of it and needs a break, they can make their older daughter do it. I think that's sarcasm. Um, okay, so my input on this I guess i see where people are coming from the overall vote on this one is asshole so i kind of understand like i can see it both ways to be honest i don't think the mom is being a major asshole in this one i think she is finding ways obviously to hold her daughter accountable for her actions like she can't just be a disrespectful brat of a teenager and she needs to be punished somehow and this is something she doesn't like to do she doesn't want to do but i also see how people i see how how people can think that like these these animals were not for her they're not her responsibility and she made it clear from the beginning she didn't want anything to do with them so find something else to punish her with um i can see it both ways to be honest i mean she's got to hold this girl accountable but, you know, maybe it's something, some other punishment. Obviously, this girl is resenting her mom a little bit, um, probably for their broken promise. So she's obviously broken this barrier of trust since her mom initially promised that she wouldn't have to take care of these horses. Um, and, you know, horses are a big gift, I will say. I was very fortunate to be gifted my horses when I was little. But, like, my older brother never had to do anything with my horses at all. So I can see it both ways. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this one. Because my parents were always, like, we we were punished. We had to do things. We were expected to help out with bringing the groceries inside or doing the dishes or cleaning up supper. Like, we were expected to do chores and stuff around the house as well. Um, and I don't think that, like... I don't think teenagers should just get away with being, um, how do I want to put it, a menace to society. You know, but at the same time, you know these horses were not her job; they weren't her responsibility. So I would like to, I would like to say this mom is on the right track. She had the right intentions, but it might be good for her to realize, okay, maybe I should have found something else for my oldest daughter to be punished with rather than making my younger daughter's gift her problem. So I I can understand where people are coming from on that one, but I don't think she's a major asshole. I think she's on the right track. All right, let's move on. This next one is called, am I the asshole for making light of my grandpa's unpleasant experience with horses? All right, this one's a little longer. I, 18 female, took some horseback riding lessons and went riding for the first time this past week. My parents and grandma went with me. I was surprised grandma came but not grandpa. Usually, if one comes, so does the other. I was told grandpa supports me but never wants to see a horse again. I assume it had something to do with a story I'd heard about his military service that my dad told me a couple years back when I'd ask. I guess he served in a cavalry unit with an African conflict in the 60s and 70s. They all left Africa after the war, and apparently he must have done something wrong or disobeyed his superior officer at one point. He was spared any serious punishment, but was disciplined by riding Undertale in the return journey and then discharged. I had asked what that means, and it sounded like just being made to ride sort of upside down and backwards, facing backwards with some sort of weight on the horse's lower back. A little more sprawled than usual riding, but with your head, neck bent off the back of the horse and tucked around the horse's tail with a bind to keep your head that way. I guess the horse still had no problem going back since it was surrounded by other riders in the normal upright position. I never thought much of it. It sounded like a funny pose, but I guess I could see how unpleasant when all of your fellow servicemen arrive back proud and upright and you're that person. But when I was riding at one point, I sort of mim- mimicked that position. The horse was standing still and turned around and I turned around on it. Practice balancing my upper half was sort of bent down around off its back for a second and said, look, I'm grandpa. It was just meant to be a joke. But my grandma, who's usually hard to anger, got more angry than I've ever seen, and that's nothing to joke about and was a very serious thing. I was kind of perplexed. Compared to what can happen in the military, this sounded like a very mild and mental image is sort of funny. I guess maybe I could have known better since he wouldn't even come to watch me ride. But how could that have just been enough to make him never want to see a horse again when he liked them before? I said sorry, and it was a joke, but I can tell she's still angry with me. Am I the asshole? Okay, let's go to the comments. First comment, you're the asshole. Now stay in the position with your face on a horse's ass for several hours while it continues to defecate and urinate. Still a funny pose then. Regardless, making a joke about somebody's traumatic experience is always an asshole move. Is it even possible to bind someone in this position in a way that would stop them from wiggling their face out of the danger zone? How would that even work? There's nothing to attach anything to, is there? Sure, you'd bind someone diagonally crossing over the rear of the horse, round the legs, and then back around the saddle. Um, I'm trying to find another comment. All I have is replies. (laughs) I can't believe OP lacks empathy to this point. She needs to apologize, her poor grandpa. While you're in a war zone, bound in place so not able to react if you're attacked or if the horse just spooks, you're very much the asshole. I was definitely thinking of the risk of getting kicked or knocked around. 100% this, using someone's trauma for your amusement, OP. This is beyond sick. As Seeing as you're 18 and legally an adult, you should be shunned and disowned to find your way in a world since you clearly are a pampered princess who has never endured hardship or tragedy and desperately needs a dose of reality. You're the asshole and a brat. You do understand this is euphemism, right? Okay. So the overall vote on this one is the asshole. Um, okay. So I was kind of confused on writing or reading this, but it seems like the comments have confirmed that it sounds like To be in this position that her grandpa was in, he would have been facing backwards on the horse, laying down over its butt with his head literally under the tail or tied to the tail of the horse. So they have to ride this way all the way back to base or something, it sounds like, and he just has to sit there tied onto the horse and if the horse spooks, if it runs off, if it gets kicked by another horse, he's literally tied there or binded there. Um, and having to ride there for hours while the horse farts, poops, if it's a mare, she's going to be peeing back there. So I can definitely understand how this would be a horrible experience. And it sounds like the OP knows this and has looked it up. And, you know, can envision the position. Obviously, she mimicked it. So I guess why would she think that that would be funny? I guess if you're smart enough to be able to mimic the position and look it up, wouldn't you realize like, so he had to put his head back here while the horse every time the horse takes a shit? I mean, that's the first thing that came to my head personally. Even if you're not a horse person, you would realize your head is back there every time the horse farts or poops or whatever, and they had to ride back there for hours. So, I mean, regardless of my opinion on the grandpa's feelings, if that was a super traumatic experience for him and he has literally voiced that he never wants to see a horse again, I'm sure he's said that very seriously and not in a joking manner so, I guess I don't know where I don't even get how that would be funny. Um And if she knows that this was a really horrible experience, then I guess why would you try to make light of it? That sounds really awful. I've never heard of this before. um but I that's definitely not a way I would want to ride, and that would be really scary. Those war horses, man, they're broke, but yeah, they're literally in a war zone. like what happens if something drops? not far from you when the horse takes off, you're literally stuck there. So I'm not going to call her an asshole again. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of in the middle where this was a good learning lesson for her to realize, um, be aware of your jokes and how they may make, p- make people feel and be a little bit more cautious on what you're joking about, but you know, learning experience. Okay, this next one is called, Am I the Asshole for Terminating My Horse Riding Classes? I, 22 female, have been taking horse riding classes for two months now. I rode in the past when I was a teenager for about two years. I went to live in Mexico for a year, so I wasn't able to take it anymore where I used to go. That's mainly the reason why I stopped in the first place. When I got back, I went straight up to college and never thought about going back. Now I'm back living with my parents. I have been going through a lot lately and in mid August, my mom suggested I went back to taking classes. She thought it would be good for me this time at a different place. My town only has two spots for equestrian sports. This place is very near my house and we went there one day to get more information Turns out, whoever runs the place is actually an instructor who would teach at the place where I used to take classes in the past. He wasn't my instructor, but we would run on each other during practices. I decided to go for it and was really pleasant at first. Of course, I no longer have the same dexterity as I used to have when I was 15, 16 years old, but I was still eager for it. I had a few accidents. I believe I fell down two or three times and and that the last one was kind of bad. I was injured for a few weeks and wasn't able to ride during that time i've been finding his approach kind of aggressive sometimes i know i'm not as confident as i used to be in the past and i feel like he pushes me too hard sometimes even though with good intentions last week i was able to go again and i was informed by the instructor that he is no longer going to run that place because he's going to open a new spot in a city nearby about 20 miles from here he wasn't very specific of when he would be shutting down his activities just said that it could basically be anytime i understood that it would be during november because he was already working to get things ready and suggested i could still take classes with him since some of his trainees would travel to have class but said it was understandable if i wasn't able to do so you pay in advance for the classes something like 65 dollars for four classes it may it may sound cheap but Keep in mind that I live in Brazil and I earn around $470 per month. Before my accident, I had two classes. I was missing two, which I have completed in the past few weeks. Am I the asshole for not wanting to stick with him because I'm not sure of when he's shutting down the writing place? I haven't told him yet, and he keeps asking for me to pay him and trying to book more classes. Maybe I should have told him in advance. I'm not sure whether I'm being fair. Okay, let's go to the comments. Not the asshole. You have no obligation to keep taking lessons with him. If you keep getting injured with him, I'd step back too. He should be teaching you at your learning pace, not pushing you to do more than you're ready for, causing you to get hurt. Somebody said that was for sure something I was... That was already ringing a bell. Even before mentioning shutting down the place, as I stated, I did not have the same abilities when I was a teenager, but falling down multiple times in such a short notice has been a major changer for me. Not the asshole, you don't owe him anything. If for whatever reason you don't want to go anymore, he shouldn't be upset about it. Also, your reasons are 100% valid. Not the asshole. Also, run, don't walk away from somebody who pushes you too far, too fast on horseback. This guy sounds like he's not a very good teacher. Keep your money and keep searching. Hmm. Where is your conflict here? If the the paid-for classes have been used, where is the obligation to renew for more classes? I guess some sort of continuity is expected, but, in fact, zero obligations, especially after being present with the fact that he is shutting down very soon. Okay, my personal opinion on this one is that this girl is definitely not an asshole. Um, I feel like it's it's kind of weird. I get that the, the instructor may not have an exact date on when he's going to be moving or opening up a new facility. But... I have never I mean, I teach lessons as well. And so do a lot of people on my friends list. And I know a lot of people that give lessons. I don't know anybody that pays in advance, unless you are leasing a horse from that person, and it's included in your lease, or something of that nature. I don't know anyone that that charges in advance for lessons that have not happened yet. And I don't think that's a good idea anyway because you don't know if like the weather is going to change and they can't come or your horse gets injured or obviously you get injured and you won't be able to fulfill those. So, I don't think she's an asshole at all for not wanting to pay ahead for lessons that she doesn't know if they're even going to happen because the guy is moving barns. Um it sounds like the new barn's only 20 minutes from her, which is very reasonable, at least in my area, it's very reasonable. So it's not like she maybe would never be able to fulfill those. But if she doesn't want to drive to a new facility, I guess if I were her, I would ask him, um, I guess I can pay you in advance for some lessons, but if those other lessons don't get fulfilled by the time you move, will I get my money back or anything like that? Or can I just pay you for a couple lessons since I don't know when you're moving, etc.? But it does sound like the comments have stated, um, this girl should probably look for a new instructor. I feel like falling off your horse three times Um, in the short amount of time you've been going back to lessons, that's a lot. Uh, he's either not teaching you how to ride your horse properly, or he's pushing you farther beyond your skills. And that's not cool to me. I mean, I literally, my heart like stops just teaching my lesson kids how to trot or how to lope for the first time. I'm like, Oh my God, sugar, please cooperate. Please don't do anything wrong. Don't trip. Um, and she doesn't usually. But still, like, I never want my lesson kids to fall off at all because it's obviously a liability. And even though you make that clear to the parents beforehand, you just, it sucks when it happens. Um, so being you fall off, like, three times, that's not cool, dude. Like, people get, people get very seriously injured. And OP has already stated she was injured for a few weeks and wasn't able to ride during that time. So... I don't know. This guy sounds like he is definitely too aggressive and I would invest in finding a better instructor for you. Whether that means you have to drive a little bit farther or not, it's definitely better in the long run. Okay. Next one is called, am I the asshole for telling my friend she has to pay for the saddles her guests have ruined or I will be moving to a different barn? This is also a bit of a longer one. Okay, this might be confusing, so bear with me. I'll try to explain things as easy as I can. I am heavily involved in in equine dressage specifically. I have my own horses, four, and compete regularly as well as compete my client's horses and ride slash train them too. All my clients are private people with their own horses, so I don't give lessons or act as a riding school. My long-term friend has built an equine center of her dreams, which has two barns. One barn is for private clients, liveries, and her own horses, and the other is for riding school horses. Each barn has its own tack room, so barn A has equipment for riding school, and barn B has equipment for private horses. My friend, quote, Michelle, has asked me if I can help her manage barn B for private clients in return to receive discounted livery livery i don't know how to pronounce that she also suggested my clients can move there as there were spaces available which i agreed on just to make it clear i didn't receive any money for her for managing the barn just heavy discount on the livery for my own horses and i have nothing to do with barn a i have made it clear that there shouldn't have been any unauthorized people in barn b because private horses were stabled, and they are expensive so no riding customers which she agreed on This agreement has been in place for over a year now. Very recently, I had competitions and had to take two of my horses as well as some clients. The same time, Michelle had a big group of clients coming to the riding school. I think it was for a school birthday party where Michelle would tell them about horses, let them spend time with them, and let some of them ride. I am not exactly sure what happened, but from one of the private clients, But from what one of the private clients said, some of the people from the party managed to just get inside Barn B in the tack room and destroy some of the tack. Some of the bridles had headbands ruined, saddles had visible damage and scratches, some pads and bandages were ripped and dirty. I have brought it to Michelle's attention and asked to cover the damages caused by her clients and provide me with CCTV. I don't know what that means from the TAC room for insurance. she would, But she would come with different excuses for why she couldn't do that. Just before the new year, I have told her that she either covers the damages or me and some of my liveries and clients will leave by mid January and make a claim through our insurance which will then contact her to recover the losses. Since I was not employed by her, she was responsible for the safety at the time. Michelle said, I will be the asshole for doing that as I know she doesn't have that much money and can't afford a manager on a salary and she will be losing a lot of money in clients here if clients leave. So am I the asshole? I feel kind of bad. However, the amount of damage done is quite significant. 10,000 plus. Wow. Okay, I'm going to read the comments first. Not the asshole. I don't even see how she has the audacity to claim you would be the asshole here just give you the CCTV footage. Oh, camera. Gotcha. The camera footage so the insurance company can recover the money and be done with it unless she was somehow involved, which means she's trying to cover it up and hope you will cover the losses. Does she not want OP to see how it happened and what they did with the horses? She used with the- she used them for riding lessons at minimum. Holy fuck. She might have used other people's horses for riding lesson clients i would give i would be furious beyond measure if my very expensive and highly trained horse was used to give lessons to a beginner (laughs) um sorry people are just arguing in the comments now the stable's we used when I was young did this. My pony was a wonder and they were using her on the sly. We came for a session, an empty saddle, and a, some random kid pulling on her mouth in the ring. Okay, I'm just... comment. There's too many replies in this comment section. That's the one thing I really don't like about Reddit. Is that it's just reply after reply after reply. Anyways. um, I definitely don't think this girl's an asshole. The overall vote is not the asshole. Um, so... I know a lot of barns that offer to put your horse in their lesson program for like slightly discounted board or whatever, and I think that's totally fine if it's if it's okay with the owner. I used to use my friend Melanie's horse for lessons, and she was totally fine with it. Um, If if you're fine with using letting your horse be used by beginners, if they're beginner safe, etc., if you trust the instructor, it's usually no big deal. However, I have never met anyone that has the audacity to use somebody else's horses for a lesson without the owner's permission. I don't know why you would ever think that that's appropriate. Um, And if somebody, if I did that and somebody found out, I would literally be so nervous that they would find out or show up when I was using their horse and I would be mortified, literally more. I don't even know what I would say to them. So I just, I don't, Even understand that mindset, like you're going to use somebody else's horses for lessons without asking them. And I guess it doesn't say in here specifically that she did do that, but the OP is making that assumption. And if I was OP, I would also be extremely frustrated if you guys agreed verbally or written on the terms that no outside people, no um, unauthorized people would be in this barn for any reason. And they were anyways, like that would frustrate me as well. And if this girl is heavily in the dressage world, I know dressage tack, holy shit, is that expensive? And I know tack in general is expensive, but it seems like specifically I have noticed dressage tack is very expensive. And as this girl said, there's $10,000 plus in damage. That's an insane amount. Um, I would... I would not be taking it lightly at all if somebody damaged that much of my stuff. Um, And it would even be worth putting a lock on the tack room. And obviously, nobody wants to have to do that. If you're at a barn where you feel like you can trust the people, you can trust the owners. Oh, God. Hold on. I don't think my microphone. All right, guys, sorry about that awful noise. I, I, My microphone, like, isn't lighting up like it normally does, so I thought it wasn't working. And my phone ran out of storage at the same time. So, anywho, overall, on that last one, I don't think the girl's the asshole. Um, this is a classic reason why you have insurance and... You know, the barn owner is going to have to learn from this lesson. Like, that was a stupid move. And uh, ultimately, she breached the terms of your agreement. So she should be responsible for covering the losses or fixing the situation. However, she feels like making it right. um, Your stuff was destroyed by kids, adults who don't even know. It sounds like it must have been kids because I don't feel like adults would be dumb enough to literally... Visibly ruin somebody else's stuff like that. Um, But yeah, I would say she is definitely the asshole in this situation. All right, we're just going to do another one or two because this is getting kind of long. Am I the asshole for refusing to let a kid ride my horse because she was too big? This might sound bad, but hear me out. I, 26 female, work in a yard with horses and mostly give lessons to either adults or those with experience. I do not teach kids. I also have my own horse stabled there who is a competition horse. The yard gives lessons to people. However, in order to book a lesson, they either need to call or message us to fill in the form on our website with the information about themselves, such as age, experience, height, weight, so we can make sure that they are riding a suitable horse. We also accept walk-ins. They have to speak to a receptionist to see if they have any instructors and horses available. Normally we prefer booking in person through the receptionist as it gives more accurate information about who the person is or what their abilities are. We had instances where people lied about their riding experience, height or weight. As a result, they were put on unsuitable horse or pony. The most recent one was for a lady with experience in riding but she ended up booking for her kid, who's never sat on a horse before and didn't tell us. So the horse that was ready for the lesson was way too difficult for the child and not suitable. So to the actual event. I was finishing riding my horse earlier on that day, who is fairly small for his breed and is a stallion. At some, As some mares are getting in season, he has a bit of a reaction to them. It's also worth noting that I'm fairly short. And sometimes people confuse me with a teenager. And due to me and my horse being short and uncomfortable, sorry, short and comfortable, I have invested in some good quality equipment, including a saddle that fits me and him. So to put it bluntly, anyone over a certain height and weight will feel really cramped and not comfortable in it, as it will feel very tight. As I was finishing, a woman with a child approaches me. She asks if her daughter can ride my horse and have a lesson on him. Her daughter is a 12 to 14-year-old, taller and bigger than me. Plus, my horse is a private horse and a stallion, so I say no. I tell her she can book an appointment through the receptionist, and the lady can check if if we have horses suitable for her daughter. The lady doesn't like it. She says she has booked on my horse, and I tell her again, it's impossible as the horse is a private horse. Her daughter cannot ride him. She then says she knows the owner and the owner said it's okay to ride him i'm getting fed up with this and my horse is getting impatient so i tell the owner so i tell her i'm the owner of the horse and the daughter will not be riding him as she's too big for him and the tack doesn't have any Then, de- sorry i'm getting ahead of myself <laughs> she's too big for him and the tack and doesn't have enough experience The lady starts swearing and calling me names. I'm just trying to leave at this point until one of the other instructors, Katie, comes to my rescue. The lady tries to rant about me to the other instructor, but Katie repeats what I said about the strict weight and height limit. The woman called me and Katie assholes and left. She later left a bad review. Am I the asshole? First comment. Not the asshole. It's not body shaming to tell somebody they're too big to ride a particular horse, since one, it can cause the horse to develop serious back problems, and two, you just said the kid was too big, not too fat, and mentioned that the height was a concern. You are also looking out for the kid's safety. I wouldn't put a child on a horse that was too small either, let alone a stallion. All of this... Plus, the fact that it's your private horse makes this mom 100% the asshole, and I would let the barn owner know about this incident if you haven't already. Plus, that's a real fast way for a horse or rider to get injured. The animal must be respected because the human will get injured faster and more serious than the horse. She had also proven that she couldn't be trusted with the horse through her lying. First she lied that she had booked the horse, then she lied about knowing the owner of the horse. My dear mother is a lovely woman, but she was a little annoyed when my classmates in second grade were taller than her. Some kids just grow super tall. Not the asshole. That woman lied to your face. She knows the owner. Not to mention that your horse can't be booked as it isn't part of the rental herd. I'm going to go with the comments on this one and say that this girl's definitely not the asshole. I talked about this, I think, in the last episode where um, I don't remember how I got on it. But if you own the horse, you are responsible for who rides them and you are in charge of who rides them. And if you don't want to let anybody ride your horse but you, you don't have to. And this is what kind of scares me about public barns. I've only been to one. I've never boarded there, but there is a barn nearby my house that is very public. It's like an 81 stall barn. It's a huge barn. There are so many trainers, so many boarders, people just coming in and out all the time. And that kind of scares me when people just get so used to having your horse and being around your horse that they almost think that they have some sort of ownership or control over it. And especially this, this sounds like a fancy barn. If they have like a receptionist and everything and like a whole booking schedule and stuff, that sounds like some fancy shit. So this situation definitely would make me nervous to have my horse here in general. And I don't get what this mom's problem is. I'd tell her to stop being a Karen and get off her invisible high horse because I don't know who you think you are, but, and why, why is she so set on? having a lesson on this girl's horse like i don't know if this girl's horse is very pretty or you know her daughter just likes the look of that horse but it's like if you can go to the receptionist and book a a lesson on any other horse why is she so set on having a lesson on this girl's horse and like to the point that she literally lied about knowing the owner (laughs) So I don't, I don't get what's up with that, but I would say this girl's not an asshole. I told her to go fly a kite, and she can find some other horse to ride because she's not riding mine. We do have an edit. Just as many have pointed out, saying too big, I do not mean fat or obese. The girl was a normal teenager size, if possible, to put it that way. My instructor's daughter is doing speed skating. She is about 160 centimeters. I don't know how tall that is is still considered too big for some of the horses, not because she has extra weight, but simply due to where her muscles have grown and developed, meaning it wouldn't be comfortable or safe for her to ride some horses due to the size of their tack. She understands it. Just because a horse has a saddle, it doesn't mean that everyone can sit or fit in it, just as they are made accordingly to the horse's size. Same as you wouldn't want to wear or buy shoes that are a size or two small and considerably larger than your feet. So, yeah, the girl explains or guy explains that very well. Just telling somebody that your child is too big for the horse is not saying that they're too fat or too obese or whatever. They are too big of a human for this particular horse, just like any adult is too big to ride a miniature horse or a pony. You are considerably bigger in size than what this horse should be handling. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's girls my age that are. 200 pounds there's girls my age like myself that are closer to 100 pounds there's girls that are six foot tall there's girls that are five foot tall there's girls that are four foot ten they're all varying sizes and shapes and you just have to make sure you have a horse that fits that for you okay so let's do one more am I the asshole for blowing up at my mother for feeding my horse a different one's grain I, 22 female, and a friend of mine, 23 female, show horses competitively. One of the yearly shows we usually attend is a week-long show, and the horses are required to stay on the property until 6 p.m. the last day. This year, both of us had something planned months in advance and couldn't make it the last day, so our parents took care of the horses. We shared a stall. Basically a stall with all of our gear, feed and muck buckets in it, and shared a grain drawer. I supplied it. The two horses, Cookie, mine, and Apollo, hers, get the same amount of grain and the same type. It's been about two weeks and my mother told me this morning that she accidentally gave Cookie Apollo's food. I flipped out at her, telling her she was negligent and could have killed my horse. I told her that if she fed Cookie unsoaked alfalfa pellets, which look like grain, she could have caused Cooks to fall into a major colic, or if she fed Cooks in the calming supplement that Apollo was on, she could have caused Cookie to fall or buckle on the trailer ride home that night. She's telling me I'm overreacting and nothing happened, so it's fine, so I left to blow off some steam. So am I the asshole for flipping out at my mom for possibly killing my horse. Hmm, first comment, you're the asshole. Your mom was doing you a favor and was upfront when telling you she made a mistake. She may not be as knowledgeable about horses as you or your friend. If it was important, you should have either found a professional to care for your horse or found a way to make it to that last day to care for the horse yourself. Uh, Your post says they eat the same type. So I'm going to go with you're the asshole unless you provide more information. I'm confused. Your post says they eat the same food. You're the asshole. You even say it was the same type of food. So you gave incorrect or insufficient instructions. OP responds, I wrote out my feed slash clean chore checklist on a different comment. I forgot to mention he gets alfalfa in the morning and I had a massive brain fart writing this. (laughs) The person responds, it's almost like you made a mistake. (laughs) You're the asshole. Unless you gave really clear instructions not to do this, how would she know? She she copies um, her whole feeding checklist in response to this. And the person says, you need to hire a professional if you want all of that done perfectly. If you can't afford it, either find a way or you don't leave your horse unattended. It's your horse. So you're a grown woman who can barely afford a very expensive hobby. You, for some reason, had a scheduling conflict with a major event. You need your mommy to fix it for you. She did her best and made a simple mistake. Nothing bad happens and you flip out on her. Wow, what a fucking asshole. Okay, the OP responds to this comment and says... I don't think you realize what could have happened. My horse could have colicked. Colicking horses aren't like colicking babies. Their stomachs or intestines get clogged. They physically can't throw up. It's just a bad tummy ache. It's a matter of life and death. It claims thousands of horses every year. So my horse colics. So what? I pay for surgery and most likely ha- with how sensitive she is and how much is that? Usually upwards of five thousands for a minor colic surgery and no horse I've met comes out. Out of it the same they're in constant pain at that point it'd be better to put her down somebody responds then don't get an amateur to care for your horses same as you wouldn't hire a person that has no experience with infants to care for an infant i realize that you don't seem to realize that it didn't happen your mom did you a favor stop acting like a brat quote i don't think you realize what could have happened we know typically we Adults, do not punish other people based on what could have happened. If your mother made a potentially fatal mistake, it is only because you failed to provide with ad- adequate instructions. You're the asshole. Yeah, asshole is the overall vote on this one. And I would agree that this person definitely overreacted to her mom. Um, and I am kind of confused as the OP does say in here that her horse Cookie and her friend's horse Apollo eat the exact same food. So they eat the same food, and I'm guessing maybe there's some different supplements mixed in, and that's why this is such a big deal. But ultimately, if your horse just randomly got a couple different supplements, I don't think it is something that's going to cause a major problem like colic. I think it's very unlikely if the overall food was the same as she normally gets then it's probably not going to colic your horse. Obviously some horses are different, some horses are hypersensitive, I get that, but overall like the most likely scenario is that your horse wasn't going to colic over this. But yeah, I agree with the comments. Your mom did you a favor, made one minor mistake and she was upfront about it. Why are you acting like such a brat? Like why is she flipping out so bad over this? If you can barely afford the sport, you can but you have this expensive horse, you shouldn't have a horse if you can't afford vet bills if a vet bill were to have occurred um you know it's just like one of those things just and if you think that it's that big of a deal then like people said hire a professional hire somebody that's really experienced with horses that's what I do when I go places if I'm gone for more than a night um and my friend Melanie can't farm sit for us. Um, my best friend, Melanie, she almost always, I always ask her first if she can farm sit for us because she knows horses. She knows my horses. And I prefer to have her taking care of my animals in case something were to happen to them. Does it look like somebody's colicking? Has a horse gotten out? Um, you know, something like that. I've had other people do it and it just makes me more uneasy because they don't know what they're looking for. So Same situation here. If you don't like your amateur mom taking care of your horses because she did something wrong, find a horse person to do it or do it yourself. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm going to agree that she is the asshole on this one. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I do have some more am I the asshole um, scenarios. I think I have I have three more but I'll find some more for another episode. but hope you guys enjoyed this um, and are enjoying your winter so far. I know some people are getting into breeding season and it's folding season for some people so that's super exciting. Um, I'm home in a snowstorm today so I'm not enjoying it but anywho I'm getting winded. I'm getting tired so we're gonna call it there but anyway stay tuned on my YouTube channel if you g- channel if you guys watch it because I will have another vlog coming soon about my pasture cleanup and the progress that I'm making there um, I also am gonna be looking into some gravel very soon There is so much stuff. I'm trying to get my insurance figured out so that I can start taking clients again. I have a client that maybe wants to come next month in March. So I don't know how that's going to work out. We're going to have to keep an eye on the weather. But yeah. So give this video a like if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify or Anchor or I think I got this on Google. The Google Play or something like that. Um, if you're listening on another, um, service rate the podcast, if that's, I think, I'm pretty sure you write them and, um, stay tuned for more episodes. I'll be back next week and hopefully we'll have some more stories for you. So anyways, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to check out the description before you leave where you can find my other social medias and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.